0: You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and
1: eat. I'm Abby. And I'm Sarah. Today, we're going to talk about the best and worst qualities we and our spouses bring to our marriages. But first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Abby? I have now worked
0: five 12 hour shifts with my nurse mm-hmm. preceptor in a labor and delivery unit in Birmingham. And I've seen so many babies be born, and it is
1: very interesting. Yeah. I look forward to hearing more as you have more experiences there. What's new with you, Sarah? I cut off all my hair today. I started growing my hair out at the beginning of the pandemic. It felt like a fun pandemic project, (laughs) which tells you a lot about how I was feeling in the spring of 2020. (laughs) Yeah, growing hair is so fun. (laughs) But I got to the point where having long, wet hair, because I don't like to blow dry my hair. I want to let it dry naturally. And now that it's cold, mm. it just felt so annoying. Mm-hmm. And then having to take down my hair and put it in a low ponytail to put on my helmet was feeling really irritating as well. And I thought, these problems can be solved. And I got out the clippers. and My hair is very short now. And I love it. I love it, too. Thanks, friend. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. Abby, what is your latest book?
0: I recently finished Light from Uncommon Stars by Rika Aoki. This is an own voices novel about a girl who runs away from home because her parents treat her like garbage, mostly because she's trans. And then she finds a violin teacher who has made a deal with a demon. Mm. There's also a family of aliens nearby who run a donut shop. So, okay. I don't even know if you would put this in a genre. (laughs) It was very (laughs) original to me, and this book kept me reading. I really was not sure what was going to happen, and I was in it until the end. I would say this book is very quirky, much more so than books that I usually
1: read, but I'm glad that I read it and I would recommend it. Sounds very interesting. What have you been reading, Sarah? Since I read The Girl in the Sea a couple weeks ago, I've gone through three more graphic novels with four more waiting for me to read two of the ones i've read have been middle grade graphic novels smile by Raina telgamir and el defo by cc C. bell i also read cheer up by crystal fraser and that one i would say is more of a teen graphic mm-hmm. novel and i loved that one one of the main characters had some real enneagram eight energy Ooh, that nice was very enjoyable I love how I can read them in a single sitting or just a couple of sittings. They feel like little novellas, and it has helped me get out of a reading slump and just feel like I'm in a good reading groove and excited to be picking up books. So nice. I also love how all of these had good morals and themes and food for thought without being pedantic and preachy, Mm. and I think that's really hard to achieve. Yeah, definitely. What I did not like is the same thing that is a struggle for me with all graphic novels, which is that I am very text-oriented and have trouble focusing on the pictures, but I am getting into the graphic novel experience, even with that limitation. I would recommend these. I'm looking forward to reading more. Graphic novels has been a fun way to mix up my reading life. Nice. Let's move into our topic for today, which is sharing the best and worst qualities we bring to our marriages. This is inspired by the Best Spouse, Worst Spouse episode the Girl Next Door podcast did a couple of years ago that both of us really enjoyed. Let's start by introducing our spouses and sharing a little bit about our marriages in general.
0: I'm married to Andrew. We have been together since I was 20 and married since I was 23. So we just had our 14th
1: anniversary this year. I am married to Neil, and we met in college. We started dating my senior year when I was 21 and he was 20 and got married two years later. So we have been married for 13 years and together for 16 this fall. Let's start off on a positive note and sharing (laughs) some of our favorite things about our spouses.
0: Someone recently asked me my type. Mm -hmm. And I said my type is hot nerd with a strong sense of justice, and Andrew is totally that. (laughs) Perfect. Definitely a hot nerd, but one of his best qualities is his commitment to justice. He's an Enneagram 1, and so that's a thread that we share as Enneagram
1: 1s and 8s. And I also really feel inspired by that in him. My first one is very similar, as I am an 8, also buried to a (laughs) 1. I love Neil's commitment to his values and doing the right thing. Sometimes I find this to be a worse trait as we have an (laughs) ongoing argument about doing things on principle when it doesn't make a big difference. And he believes that on principle is the only way to do things. right? But ultimately, I love him for it. The next best
0: trait of Andrew is that he does all the dishes in our house and- By all, I mean probably 85 to 90%. I do do some dishes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he also does his own laundry. I was recently in an online mom group and people were like, how does it work if your lefty does their own laundry? (laughs) And I said, it's always how it's been and we will never change.
1: (laughs) And I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love Neil's dependability. If Neil says he'll do something, he will do it. He has the best aspects of loyalty where he is there for the people that matter to him no matter what. So good. The next
0: thing that I love about Andrew is how much he loves music. He is all the time finding new music, listening to new music, a playlist will play something on Spotify, and then he'll go track down the artists and listen to more of their music. I really like music, but I think I get overwhelmed with finding new music. And so
1: it's really awesome that he introduces me to new music. I love that. Neil does not complain and just gets the annoying things done. For example, dealing with the kids at night, Mm. which you're thinking, hmm, Sarah, you have older children. What do you mean children having problems in the night? (laughs) To which I respond, Our children are up all of the time. Less so (laughs) in this last year, but up till that point, I would say, oh, Neil, it was so nice. We all slept through the night. And he would glare at me and say, no, we did not. That was just you. (laughs) Because I sleep through everything. And he's just so nice about doing all of that. And I think the same trait comes into play with getting things done around the house He'll just watch YouTube videos, figure out how to build something or fix something and make it happen, where I think I put off that kind of stuff more easily than he does. Mm. Another
0: best thing about Andrew is how good he is about making up stories for the kids. This is not a strength of mine, but they both Mm -hmm. love it. And he and Plum have an ongoing fantasy fiction story that they invent together and tell back and forth to each other on their walk to school. So cool. And every night, Pepper asks for an original story about a jackhammer or an excavator. And every (laughs) night,
1: (laughs) Andrew tells Pepper a story like that. Really coming through for the kids. Yep. My next one is that Neil plays with the kids. I rarely do this. I spend a lot of time with our children. I talk to them. I read with them. I help them with daily life activities. But I don't very often play with them, where Neil will go out in the backyard and play volleyball, which means taking an inflated ball and hitting it back and forth over our clothesline. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I just love seeing those interactions he's having with our kids so good. Andrew has two signature dishes
0: that his versions of these things I love more than any other version. The first is spaghetti carbonara, which he has perfected. Yeah. He uses the homemade eggs from our chickens, we use a really delicious bacon, really delicious parmesan cheese, he chops up parsley, which I do not have the patience for. He like chops it really fine, lots of parsley and puts it in there. It is excellent. And also, he makes very good burgers on the grill. He's got the meat Mm -hmm. seasoning down. He -hmm. makes small patties, and we buy the small buns, so it's like the perfect size of burger. You don't get
1: overwhelmed. It's more of a slider. Mm -hmm. So good. Another thing I love about Neil is his willingness to have an open mind and change his point of view. Getting married young, I feel like we've grown so much together over the last decade and a half, and I love how we have influenced and challenged each other in different ways and ultimately grown closer in our purposes and values over time. And I just feel really lucky that that's the case. I love that. My
0: last best thing about Andrew is how supportive of me he is, even when he doesn't necessarily understand why I'm doing a thing. For instance, he was not super sure about me going back to school. He was like, you have a great career as a science journalist. It really works for our family. I think you're really good at it. It's kind of confusing to me why you want to go back to school to become a nurse. And I said, I see that you don't understand that and I'm still going to do it. And he has supported me through all that. And it's made his life much harder. Honestly, because it's really different for me to be outside the house going to school and clinicals than to be at the house mm-hmm. making money by doing journalism and also handling house type things. So he was really supporting me through that. The other thing that comes to mind is the electric bike, which I really steered the ship on that one. Like I was mm-hmm. like, I wanted a, an electric bike for a long time. I think this is a thing for us. And he was like, I'm not really understanding why you're so into it, but if you want to do it, go for it. Yeah. So it's just really wonderful to have that kind of unconditional support, even as he's saying, I don't really get it,
1: but you clearly are into it, and I trust you, and that feels really good. Mm, Yeah. My final one is that Neil does not care about status or doing things outside the norm, and I find this very attractive. It does mean he wears pants with holes in them to church and work, but... It also means that he has been nothing but supportive of my decision to go flat after my breast cancer diagnosis and other ways in which I choose not to conform to traditional beauty standards. He just doesn't care. It's not being supportive, but secretly having another preference. Mm-hmm. It's just those things are not important to him. I think I have this energy too, though in different ways than he does. And it makes us really well-matched. On the flip side, what are the most challenging, frustrating, or annoying qualities your spouse brings to the relationship? Andrew falls asleep on
0: the couch a lot, especially on the weekends when he's like watching TV or something. Mm -hmm. He'll doze off during the day or at night. At night. At night, usually. Okay. We do all sometimes take naps during the day. So if he goes to sleep, during the day, that's planned. But I'm talking about at night when I would like to like get in the bed at the same time, mm-hmm. go in the bed together and like read our books and be companionable and things. And he's like, you know, out there snoring and I'm like, uh get off the couch, go to sleep.
1: Neil <laughs> is not good at knowing our calendar and keeping track of dates and our schedule generally. I think this has been more frustrating earlier in our marriage because it didn't make a lot of sense to me because I can keep a lot of those dates in my head and I would have them. And then it was confusing to me why I was the only adult in the family who knew said dates. And we have come up with some good strategies, like a printed calendar where we write all of the family stuff that we can both look at. But have to remind myself all the time that he needs to be looking at a calendar if we're talking about dates of any kind. My next one is that Andrew never wipes the countertops. He does
0: all these dishes and he never wipes the countertops. Maybe I shouldn't say never, but I've done it 999 times out of a thousand. (laughs) So you do all the dishes and the sink is clean and the dishes are drying on their dish mat and rack. And then there's still
1: shredded cheese everywhere. Mm -hmm. Just wipe it. (laughs) I have a counter wiping related one as well, which is... That Neil does not seem to notice when the rag with which we wipe the counters is disgusting and uses the same one for much longer than I would. And I have told him this is a concern of mine if I am to die that he is going to use a disgusting rag to wipe our counters weeks past when it should have been replaced. (laughs) So just want to make sure that that is out there so he can hopefully not do that. My next one is related to never changing the
0: washcloth that you wipe the counters with, which is that Andrew Mm -hmm. never gets himself a fresh towel
1: Mm. because
0: he does his own laundry. We also Mm. wash our own towels. So there'll be times and the towel rack is right by my sink in our bathroom where I'm like, what is that smell? (laughs) And then I'm like, oh no, it's the towel that my husband has been drying his clean body with that I can (laughs) smell. You should never be able to smell a towel that you wipe your body with. So then I take his towel and I hang it outside on the porch so the sun can kill all the things that are growing on there that Mm -hmm. I can smell and I get him a fresh towel. You're welcome, Andrew.
1: (laughs) Related to the shower, Neil never cleans the shower. He cleans lots of things in the house, including (laughs) the rest of the bathroom, but never the shower. I think he's maybe done it twice in our entire marriage. (laughs) Does he just think you don't have to clean it because it's already clean? I think he thinks it needs to be cleaned less frequently than other parts of the bathroom, which I would agree with that. I think you need to wipe out the sink and scrub the toilet much more often than you need to do the shower. So when he's cleaning the bathroom, it's like, well, it's probably not time to clean the shower yet. (laughs) But it's never time for him. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. My last worst spouse
0: thing is how much Andrew works. and this. I will say, has some good parts. I mean, his work ethic and dedication to his work and therefore earning money and taking care of our family has been something really
1: great. But also, it's really a pain in the butt how much he works. Mm -hmm. Yes. Another similarity between our spouses. (laughs) My final one is that Neil is very reluctant to take time off. It is that dependability and loyalty trait that he has towards his family and his friends, but also towards his work. Mm -hmm. I so admire his dedication, but also do not lose vacation time because you have not taken it. (laughs) And we have gotten very close to that situation multiple years. These Enneagram ones. Well, since we just said the things that are frustrating about our spouses, let's look inward and share the things that we do that are also annoying and frustrating <laughs> to our spouses.
0: There's so many. <laughs> My first one is that I ignore the dishes until Andrew does them. That's mm-hmm. why he does 85 to 90% of the dishes because I just don't. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then, very related to that, is never folding laundry. I just leave it in the big blue IKEA bags and we live out of those until I dump it all on our bed. So I guess I do fold it eventually, but it's a really long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're just sitting around
1: our house. And I know he really is not into it. One annoying thing I do is feeling like I need to say and share things immediately while Neil is working from home. I'll just come in and want to be talking about things and not give him advance notice. And he doesn't know if I'm wanting to talk for the next 20 minutes about something or if I'm just saying one simple thing. I just open the door and start going. That is not his favorite. I also do this during his lunch break when he wants to sit and read the paper and eat his lunch. I'm like, oh, great. He's on break now. Now I can talk to him. (laughs) And it's still not his preferred time to be talking to me. (laughs) Welp. His preferred time is after work. Fair enough. But sometimes I just need to say what I need to say. Another reason why I think he prefers working at the office than at home. (laughs)
0: My next one is that I have been known to provoke a fight when I know that Andrew is mad about something but isn't sharing it. Mm. And I'll just needle him nee, 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 nee. until he tells me what it is. And usually we have a fight and feel better. But I know it's not his favorite
1: way mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me to have him share his feelings. When Neil and I are having a discussion argument, I like to repeatedly make my point rather than acknowledging <laughs> what he is saying. I hear what he's saying and I am taking it in, but I think the eight in me is just very interested in making sure that he hears my point (laughs) by repeating it. I think generally my eightness, while I love it, is challenging for Neil Mm. in a lot of ways. And we have had a lot of discussions about our different communication styles and how we can better support each other and understand where the other person is coming from in these kind of discussions.
0: My next one is adopting more cats when I know that he'll be annoyed. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I don't have regrets, but he doesn't love it. He does love the cats. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But a lot of times he just says, wow, there are a lot of them. And then he counts them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is true. I want to be in charge of dinner, but then I will also randomly get annoyed about being in charge of dinner with no advance notice. (laughs) I can see how this is very frustrating to my partner. And my last one is food inflexibility.
0: I have a very hard time deciding what I want to eat. And once I decide what I want to eat, if it's not available, it's really a problem. And by that point, I'm usually grumpy and hungry. And so... It's just a lot. And I know it's
1: stressful for him. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. This is similar to what I said before about repeating myself often. Neil is a person of fewer words and does not need to process verbally the same way that I do. And so... While I'm generally a positive, optimistic person, I still have a pretty big need to process frustrating and annoying things out loud Mm. over and over. And Neil is great at being there and being supportive and listening, but I do know that it can be tiresome, the degree to which I need to say things and have them be heard. Mm. Luckily for him... I also have a lot of friends that I do this with, so the burden is not all on him. Let's end on a high note by sharing the best qualities according to us and our spouses as we did check in with them as well. So this first one is one that
0: I thought of about how great I am myself. (laughs) And that is we have started a thing where on Saturday mornings, I try and do something fun with the kids taking them out of the house so Mm -hmm. hiking a play swimming the library something like that because the nature of Andrew's job is such that he is at his job all week and never gets time alone in the house Mm. to do house nice things you know drink his coffee read the things he wants to read about football on his computer without anyone being in the space and the nature of my schedule is that I do get at least one day a week like that where I'm not at class and not at clinic and get to have a home day where I get things done and chores. But then I also read my book and lay around with the cats and eat whatever I want to eat for lunch. So I have been trying
1: Mm -hmm. to give him that on Saturday mornings. That is a best spouse thing. My first one is curating our family's reading life, Mm -hmm. both through reading aloud with the kids and making that a priority but also bringing home all of the books for everyone in the family from the library. Yeah, this is epic. I pick out books that I think Neil will like that we can talk about or books I think he will like that I won't like, bringing home stuff for our voracious reader children. It is so nice to work at the library where that becomes a little bit easier, but still feels like an important contribution I'm making to the family. Absolutely.
0: This next one is one that I asked Andrew, what are my best qualities as a spouse? And one that he said is that I really emotionally support all the family members, so Mm. the kids and him, which Mm -hmm. I do feel like I do that and that I do a pretty good job. So
1: it was lovely that he said it. Yeah. Neil said that I am good at making an action plan to help our family get back on track when things have gone off the rails. Mm through a family meeting or brainstorming with the kids or brainstorming with Neil on how we can do better. And that is something I try to do. I like that. And it feels like we need to do it often. So lots of opportunities to practice. (laughs) The next
0: one that Andrew said is that I'm really good at showing grace to all the family members. And Mm -hmm. listeners may remember that Practicing graciousness is something that I have worked on for a long time. So the fact that he brought it up, I mean, I asked him what I was good at, but that he specifically thought of that thing feels really Mm -hmm. good to me.
1: Your work is paying off. Yes. Way to go, me. (laughs) (laughs) This is one that I thought of, which is initiating conversations and checking in on our life goals and dreams. I think Neil would be content to just put his head down and work forever, where I help us step back and see if we're still creating the life that we want to live. Mm. You're the big picture person. Mm -hmm. I
0: am. My final one is that I love finding memes and TikToks to send (laughs) to Andrew that I'll know he'll like, and he loves it. Yeah. We really do that for each other, to be fair, though mostly what he's sending me is links to tweets that he mm-hmm. thinks that will be interesting or funny for me,
1: and I'm sending him memes and TikToks. So it's a really nice mm-hmm. balance there. Feels like a really fun way to connect throughout is, the day. For sure. My last one is taking on the mental load of family life generally, like planning vacations, getting tickets to plays, keeping track of school events, doctor's appointments, paying bills, etc. I think... I bring a lot of that detail focus to the less physical things that happen in our family life. Nice. That wraps up our conversation about our relationships. Let's move into what we've been eating lately. I would like to share an addition to cheese dip that I have made. Mm. I got the Trader Joe's elote corn that has... Those little frozen bits of sauce with it. Mm -hmm, And it's mm -hmm. kind of a spicy, cumin y situation. We made that just to eat. And I was the only one in my family who really liked it Mm because everyone else thought it was a little bit spicy. So I had some with that meal. But then we also had leftover cheese dip. And I put the rest of it in the cheese dip Mm -hmm. when I heated it up the next day. So good. And it just took it to the next level and was so yum. I will be making that again. And
0: I will be making that on your recommendation. It sounds totally amazing to me.
1: What have you been eating?
0: This is not something I've eaten yet, but I have had my eye on a recipe for apple fritter cake from Cookies and Cups. Mm-hmm. Such a good fall for weeks. situation. Yes, exactly. Fall is when I want to eat all the apple things, when I want all the carbs. It's getting colder. So I'm hopeful that the kids and I will make that this weekend you'll have to report back on how it turns out. we Will do. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great
1: talking with you, Sarah, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, in the show notes on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast or email us friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be
0: engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. You're listening to Friendlier, the Pongcast. The (laughs) Pongcast.